to listen and learn with your favourite teacher. For more resources to support your learning, visit yourfavouriteteacher.com. Today we'll be discussing the character of Fitzwilliam Darcy in the novel Pride and Prejudice. Let's recall what we know then, shall we? Darcy is a tall, handsome, brooding man of quite some wealth and not a slither of charm. The novel is written from Elizabeth's perspective, therefore, so it's not immediately clear that Mr Darcy is going to be our romantic hero or even at all capable of romance. To begin with, he's a snobby man who's rude to Eliza at Mr Bingley's party. Austen introduces us to Darcy in a public setting, that being the ball, which is guaranteed to highlight the worst of Mr Darcy's snobbish, proud nature, as well as the slight introverted aura. Austen writes him as a realistic character, making him flawed and complex, but not necessarily all bad. When we're reintroduced to Mr Darcy in private settings like Pemberley or Netherfield, the more likeable aspects of his personality start to emerge. He is undoubtedly attracted to our Lizzie, which he almost succeeds at concealing. Funnily enough, our most disagreeable man shows a brilliance in his means of choosing, or rather not choosing, who to be attracted to. We know Darcy fancies Elizabeth, but not because she's the second most attractive Bennet sister, but rather the fact that she's uncommonly intelligent, kind and lively. A woman of substance, if you will. Mr Darcy's moral compass seems to be perfectly aligned, considering the fact that he makes it a point of his to state, whatever bears affinity to cunning is despicable which highlights to the audience that slyness and dishonesty are not characteristics he's comfortable with. This makes the slight rejections and indifference of Miss Bingley's flattery all the more powerful, as we can deduce that he's intelligent enough to know she's likely to have ulterior motives and doesn't let the compliments go to his head, highlighting that our dear Mr Darcy is not as self-important and arrogant as previously perceived. He is proud, however, shown in Could You Expect Me To Congratulate Myself on the Hope of Relations, Whose Condition in Life Is So Decidedly Beneath My Own? This depicts him as rather snobbish and full of pride in regard to his own socio-economic standing. He also does not believe at all, not even a little bit, that his pride is a flaw, due to the fact that his self-proclaimed superiority of mind keeps the pride under good regulation. Talk about blowing his own trumpet. Said pride is literally so overpowering as to cloud his good judgment and prevent him from being happy with Eliza, for a while at least. He believes the inferiority of Eliza's connections is her biggest flaw which realistically is not a flaw of her own at all. He proposes to Eliza regardless and gets promptly rejected due to the fact she views him as arrogant, conceited and full of selfish disdain, which leads him to the realisation that his pride and prejudices against people of inferior social standing are not traits he's going to be pardoned on. When he meets Eliza again at Pemberley, he's said to be a little more charming polite and unassuming in making an effort to get to know Eliza's relatives, the gardeners, and keep his judgments to himself. 
This depicts that our dear Mr. Darcy is growing as a character and actually attempting to overcome his biases and social prejudices. The theme of social class is discovered through the character developments in Mr. Darcy, which make him a crucial part of this novel. Austen uses him as a commentary on societal norms at the time and eventually the idealistic version of what those norms ought to be. We know Mr. Darcy is an unforgiving gentleman due to the fact he states, his good opinion once lost is lost forever, which makes his behaviour during the Wickham scandal all the more meaningful. There is bad blood between the two men due to the fact Wickham tried to elope with Darcy's younger sister in order to inherit her fortune. Therefore, when Mr. Wickham tries to elope with Eliza's younger sister, instead of being a spiteful, proud man, he pays off Wickham to eventually marry Lydia in order to prevent the shame and embarrassment that would have otherwise brought on Eliza's family. This depicts that Mr. Darcy has matured enough to realise that prideful behaviour is the one means stopping him from being happy. Towards the end of the novel, Darcy actually becomes aware of the fact that judging people on personal merits, as opposed to the inheritance, is a more efficient means of assuring the right company. He seems to really love the company of the gardeners, which he previously seemed to take issue with, despite their inferior social standing. Whilst his character is often presented through the opinions of others, commonly interpreted as disagreeable and above his company, behind the scenes simultaneously, Mr Darcy is continuously depicted as a generous fellow. He's said to give his money freely to assist his tenants and relieve the poor. The two contrasting views of arrogance and generosity create a complexity to Mr Darcy, which gives him a really realistic aura. The accounts of the many characters within the novel are presented deliberately by Austen as sheer rumours and not actual facts. Due to the fact that the originator of our rumours is Mr Wickham, who depicts Mr Darcy as vindictive, jealous and cunning, the audience may begin to question the motives of Mr Wickham. His account of how the conflict between him and Darcy began is soon completely disregarded as a lie, therefore removing any credibility he may have had to begin with. Colonel Fitzwilliam also contributes to the bad reputation of Mr Darcy, implying he split up Jane and Bingley due to his prejudice against her lower class, and purely based on her family connections, which he clarifies in his letter to Eliza not to be true. This further solidifies the fact that the negative reputation of Darcy is built solely on rumour and false information. The precedent set by Wickham's flirtations with Eliza for the sake of his own personal gain set up the flirtations between Eliza and Darcy as a means of creating suspense. We do not know until the very end whether Mr Darcy is a potential suitor and whether it's for the purpose of being a romantic hero or a user and a villain. The important thing to remember with Mr Darcy is that he's a contradictory, complex character who experiences loads of character development and growth throughout the novel, therefore balancing the good and the bad. So unless specifically instructed to, try not to focus on either side, but on his character as a whole. I'm Miss Meeks with your favourite teacher, and we've been analysing the character of Mr Darcy in Pride and Prejudice. Visit yourfavouriteacher.com for videos, worksheets, and everything you need to exceed in your studies. Thanks for listening.